Howdy, folks. It's Thursday, April 28th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Hustle writer Juliet Ben-Varila, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, you probably did not wake up today thinking you'd get a deep dive into the current state of the gummy industry. But here we are. So just how large is it? How did we get here? And what's next? We're going to discuss, of course. But before we get into that, as always, here are a few things you should know. Let's get crack-lack. How are we doing, Juliet? Good. The thing that I want to talk about today is Olive X. It is a Hong Kong-based fitness platform, and it's doing something a little different. So basically, it's like a game on your phone. So you choose a mission, and then you take your phone with you, and you have to run away from virtual enemies that are theoretically all around you. Mm. And it tracks your progress as you run. It gives you a story. And as you complete missions, you get more of the story. And you also earn cryptocurrency. Ah. They have these tokens, DOSE, 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 not quite sure how they're pronouncing them. Um, but they describe it as the heart of their ecosystem. And you can trade them and you can use them to level up the game and get more pieces of the story. It's not an entirely new concept. There is a similar game, Zombies Run, where you are running from zombies. Mm. It has about 300,000 active monthly users. What is interesting to me, though, is that Olivex actually acquired Six to start the developer that made Zombies Run. So they're, oh. they're going on a, all in on this like run literally for your life fitness app game by run you really mean just like go on a jog outside yeah so instead of like a fitbit that's like or or whatever that's like you ran one mile today it's like you ran one mile away from these zombies (laughs) i love it so what do you have your eye on today so i was following facebook's earnings and by facebook i should say meta i'm still getting used to that Mm -hmm. yeah same and meta reported a seven percent rise in revenue for the first quarter which is its slowest pace of growth since the company went public in 2012 so pretty big deal facebook's advertising business has really been hurt the last year or so by the ad tracking changes that were introduced by apple everyone else has also been hurt not just facebook you know snap youtube Mm -hmm. they've all kind of felt this. Uh, Some interesting stats, though, from the report. Facebook's daily active users were 1.96 billion on average for March, which is an increase, actually, of 4% year over year and better than people were expecting. Another interesting stat, headcount at Meta was 77.8 thousand people as of March 31st, which is a 28% increase year over year. So they've been hiring a lot. I think a lot of that has been and will continue to be in their VR metaverse space, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Also, before the results, the stock was actually down 48% year to date, if you've been following it. But uh, as we're following it now, after hours, it's up something like 13.5% because the expectations were just so low, Hmm. but uh, they outperformed in in some cases. All right. Good for them. Bad for Netflix, obviously. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, in other news, Ford posted first quarter results Wednesday that were in line with expectations, but its profit was hurt by its 12% stake in EV maker Rivian. 
and a dip in vehicle production. Rivian has shed 70% of its value in 2022. It makes really cool electric trucks. It just struggles to get them out the door. I read that they had another delay today. Really? They're also like, oh, but we're going to have new software, including one that runs the AC for your dog if you leave your dog in the car. Those cars actually have very cool features. They have turned every inch of the car into a feature, which is pretty neat, but (laughs) they got to get them out the door. Yeah. Also, it was announced the first Avatar sequel will be called Avatar The Way of Water. It's supposed to be released December 16th. We'll see if that happens. But uh, the first teaser trailer set to debut alongside Doctor Strange on May 6th. The first Avatar came out back in 2009. That was, for me, a truly spiritual experience. So I look forward to this. What about you? I still have never seen it. It's like... Oh, my God. You've never seen it? I know. It's like that and Titanic are like two huge movies um, by the same guy, right? That I still, still to this day, have not seen. Maybe. Well, I'm sure they'll push it back another few years so you'll have some more time to see it. All right. I will try. I'll do my best. And with that, we're actually going to talk about something nice and light. Candy. So our colleague Rob wrote up this really great piece on the evolution of the gummy industry, and we're going to dive into that now. So I think regardless of where you grew up, there's probably a good chance you've had a gummy bear at some point. I feel like that's safe to say. Is that safe to say? I certainly have had gummy bears, yes. Okay, there you go. So interestingly, there's a good chance that that'll be the case for probably many generations to come, because what started as a novelty candy about 100 years ago has really evolved into a full-blown gummy economy that's only getting bigger. So, little history lesson. Gummy bears were invented in Germany in 1922 by this candy maker at Haribo. It took around 60 years for gummy bears to reach the U.S. after that. But once they did, competition arose very quickly. Jelly Belly introduced the first American-made gummy bear in 1981. Haribo opened its first distribution center in the U.S. in 1982 Along the way, rival candy companies pushed gummies beyond the bear, including all kinds of animals like worms. You had Sour Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. But, but now we've really expanded beyond sugary snacks in general. Mm-hmm. In 1997, Hero Nutritionals introduced the Yummy Bear, which was the first gummy vitamin. And that invention really kicked off a booming market that's still thriving. In 2018, the Nutrition Business Journal pegged American gummy vitamin sales at $1.4 billion. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. More importantly, the move showed that gummies could be used to deliver more than just a sugar high, which led to a wide range of gummy products like gummy supplements, sleep gummies, and obviously weed gummies, things like CBD and THC. Mm -hmm. So estimates peg the global CBD gummy market as high as around 14 billion by 2028. And add to that the global market for gummy and jelly candy in general, which is estimated to reach 40 billion by 2024. And it's clear that gummies are a very, very large business. Yeah. One thing I know you've written about, Juliet, is that this has actually become a problem for candy makers who see all these weed companies mimicking their packaging for, for their edibles, right? Yeah. So it's a problem in a couple of different ways. The key issue is intellectual property. Mars doesn't want a weed company copying its labels. But the other problem that is more likely for one of us to experience is that some cannabis companies are using packaging that so closely resembles a popular candy like Skittles or Starburst or whatever that they're almost indistinguishable. 
And if you don't look very carefully, you could just go to town on some Starburst and not realize that you are getting very high. I like a vault. And I want to say in 2020, over 500 kids accidentally ate gummy candy. And that's a huge increase. The Washington Post had stated only 19 kids had done that or 19 people had done that in 2010. So that shows you how much this industry has expanded. And on top of just being high when you're not expecting it or, or not wanting to, it can have a lot of other costs. There are certainly people whose jobs do not allow them to use cannabis. And now you've accidentally had some. And in the case of people who don't know what's happening to them, a lot of people go to the hospital because they think they're dying. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they they rack up these bills and it turns out they were just high. <laughs> exactly. Well, another thing I've seen really blow up around the gummy sphere on TikTok are these videos where candy shops literally just fulfill orders of them filling bags with with gummies. Mm-hmm. There's this one called Poppin' Candies, an online candy store. I think they have almost 6 million followers on TikTok. One of their most viewed videos is literally just them aggressively filling a jar with a mix of like <laughs> blue candy. It has 37 million views. There's no one speaking in it. There's no one doing anything. It's just that people eat that up. No pun intended. I have sleepy gummies that I take every single day and they are in little cubes. Oh, nice. And I would 100% watch someone making them. And bada bing, bada boom. That is it, folks. For more on The Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our editor, Ezra Trupiano and executive producer, Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohn here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.